Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. Well, good morning, Calvary family, and good morning, family of God. I am so happy that you joined me today. I've got some good news for us today. We're one week closer to victory over the virus. Congratulations. You're doing great. You're walking in faith. You're doing great things for God. God is using the church in an amazing and miraculous way. I'm so excited about what God is doing. Thank you for everything you're doing, church family. You're giving, you're, you're outreach, you're caring, you're ministering to people. It's absolutely amazing. And let me tell you something. I am blessed today. I walked in here on this Sunday morning to share God's word with you online like we've been doing. And my incredible uh, family and staff surprised me. We're going to get a shot. I think somehow you'll see it today uh, throughout the seats of the auditorium that have been empty. I've been preaching in for the last month are pictures of you. I am so encouraged today. I love it. I see you. I can't hear you say amen, but I see you and, and it is just beautiful. I'm so blessed. Thank you. For everyone who shared in this, it, it has been an amazing start to my day. And I'm just excited that, that we're here in some, in some sense. We're here together today. Now, I want you to know something. With the power and grace of God, we can do this. We're going to defeat this coronavirus. We're going to see God do great things. And I'm excited about it. Right now, why don't you share this with somebody? Uh, tag someone, call someone, text someone, share this on Facebook. You're going to give them a gift. I'm going to continue the series today out of nowhere. And I would love for you to share this with as many people as possible because I know it's going to encourage them. I know what the word of God will do. And, and then while I'm sharing this word with you today, you know what I call it? My online amen or your comments. So, uh, we want to know you're there. You're engaged with us. Come on. Are you ready? Want to get your Bible out, get your device open, get your tablet open. And we're going to jump right in. I want you to go to Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 22. I began a series last week entitled out of nowhere. What does that mean? Well, I'm talking about things that are unprecedented, unexpected, unplanned. What do we do when something comes out of nowhere? You've heard people say that before. A crisis, an unexpected event took place. And someone said, man, that came out of nowhere. Well, the question is, in this pandemic that we're facing that came out of nowhere, how do we respond? We know what's happening, but what's going on in the midst of this? What are we learning? What is God doing? How are we going to walk out of this more triumphant and victorious and closer to God than we ever were before? I believe that God is going to do something in his church. And we are on the verge of our greatest moment. I, I can't wait to see what happens. But we're learning how to respond to the out of nowhere moments. You know, we love to be in control. Be honest. You know you do. We like to make our plans. We like to be in control. We like to know that everything's going to go just as we want it. And when it's not happening like that, when we have to come to a point and realize, hey, I'm out of control. This thing came out of nowhere. I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm off my, my mark. I, I, I feel unsettled. I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to deal with this. We're going to learn how to respond to those moments. We all are having them. You know, when you have a coronavirus pandemic, uh, it affects our health. 
We've, been, we've talked about that. We're trying to guard our health. It affects our job. It has an impact on your career, what you're doing, where you're going, your income, your education. Students are, are grappling with, you know, how do I continue my education? Parents are homeschooling. College students are online. What, what are we doing? This pandemic is literally affecting every single part of our life, our families, our relationships. Uh, I could even say it's affecting the way you shop or can't shop. That could be a blessing or not a blessing. But it is affecting every single thing. But the question is, what do we do? How do we trust God? How do we put our faith in God in these moments that allows him to step into that moment? How do we trust God and allow him to create good out of the bad. We have a choice in that. And that's what we're learning in this. Today, I want to look at another storm. Last week, we looked at a storm that came on the disciples. Jesus was in the boat with them. Out of nowhere, a storm came. There were great lessons to learn. Well, today, we're going to look at another storm. It happened later. This is not the same one. There's something that happens here that's amazing and unprecedented, unequaled. Uh, when we see how did Peter Respond to Jesus in this storm. So let's take a look at this. Another out of nowhere storm. Like this out of nowhere coronavirus pandemic. And what are we going to learn? And how are we going to respond? In Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. And go ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. The setting is this. He had just taken one small boy's lunch. And by prayer and the power of God, supernaturally, it multiplied until 5,000 men and their families could have easily been 20,000 people were fed. And immediately after that, that amazing moment, Jesus told the disciples, okay, get in the boat. Go ahead of me. He told them what? Again, just like last week, he said, you're going somewhere. You're going to the other side. What's one of the truths we're learning at this time? When a storm comes out of nowhere, you have to remember Jesus said, we're going somewhere. The somewhere that he spoke, the somewhere that, that is our, head, our future, our destiny, our assignment is greater than the nowhere moment we're in. So we're reading immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Now watch this. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. He needed to spend some time in prayer. The events of surrounding that day were amazing. But let, let's stay with it. So the disciples are in the boat. The disciples are moving across the Sea of Galilee. Jesus had stayed behind to pray. He's not with them in the boat in this storm. They're in this boat by themselves and he's praying. We read when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land. Buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. What are we finding? Here we see another storm. I want to use that word another. Do you know in life, we must learn how to respond to the out of nowhere moments. There's not just going to be one. There's not just going to be an isolated incident one time in life. And the rest of the time, everything goes exactly to our plan. Do you know why? God may have a bigger plan, a greater plan. We live in a world where Satan opposes us and people make bad choices. So we need to learn how to respond in this out of nowhere moment. So we're better equipped 
when one comes along in the future. So, so here they are. They're, they're in another storm. It had come out of nowhere. They're, they're buffeted. And what are they going to do? Now we read this. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. The storm last week, he was in the boat. In this storm, they're in the boat by themselves. And Jesus comes walking on the lake. Now, now watch this. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Now, let's take the stop for a moment and let's catch up and see what's going on. I want you to understand, Jesus told them, you have to remember this in the middle of a crisis, in the middle of a nowhere moment, before they ever got in the boat, before they ever arrived at this storm out of nowhere, he had told them, we're going somewhere. We have a plan. We have a future. We have an assignment. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. My dear friends, let me say something to you today. Right in the middle of this unexpected coronavirus storm that literally came out of nowhere. No one saw this coming. God's plan for you has not changed. God's purpose for your life has not changed. God's taking us somewhere. Don't we love to quote Jeremiah 29, 11? Isn't that one of our favorite verse, verses that it encourages us so many times to quote Jeremiah 29, 11? What does it say? For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Look at this. The plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. Look with me one more time. I know, God knows the plans he has for us. There's a somewhere for you. The coronavirus will not stop God's somewhere. He has plans for you. What kind of plans? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope, and plans to give you a future. We love to know we're going somewhere, but often we forget there's a journey to get there. Sometimes we forget in the middle of a storm that came out of nowhere, in a boat that's rocking to and fro, in a moment that's shaking everything you had counted on. Never forget, his plans for you are intact. There is a somewhere, a purpose, a destiny that God will bring you to, but sometimes he has to bring you through. We must learn. How to respond to God. How to allow him to step into those moments when we are confronted with a storm that comes out of nowhere. The Bible says they were at a considerable distance. One translation says they were in the middle of the lake. They were too far in to turn back. When the crisis hits you, you need to understand. Keep going to the somewhere. Keep going to the plan. Keep going to the purpose. Don't let it change your hopes or let it change your dreams. What are we finding here? The problem again in the storm were the waves. The waves were trying to drown them. <clears throat> the waves were roaring. The waves were trying to come over the boat and sink them. Remember what we learned last week about waves. What do waves represent? What are the waves here as we're journeying to God's plan in our life? Well, James chapter 1 and verse number 6, it's very clear. And it's something so important for us to learn and to know. Look at this. But you, when you ask, you must believe what? And not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a what? Wave of the sea blown and tossed by the winds. What are these waves? They're doubt. 
What are these waves? They are sent out of nowhere, sent from hell, sent from Satan to sink your boat and rob your future. And so what are we learning as the waves of doubt come against us? We must learn how to respond. Why would we doubt? Because the storm has become more real to us than the presence of Jesus. Why would doubts come against us? Because doubts produce fear. Fear produces panic. Panic produces bad decisions. We're learning how to triumph. In the out of nowhere moments in our life. So the waves of doubt have come again. They're trying to destroy. Maybe you're dealing with that in your life right now. Waves of doubt that want to pull your attention away from God. That want to cause us to forget the promises of his word. That cause us to forget how faithful God has been. But we can make right responses in this. Now now watch this. Don't you think the disciples were probably praying, Lord help us. Don't you think they were saying, where is Jesus now? We're about to drown. The waves are about to destroy us. We're going to sink and drown. They were praying. They were hoping he would come. And yet I want you to notice this. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, that Jesus came literally walking on the waves, walking on the lake to get to them. And we read that when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Now, wait a minute. They were saying, Lord, help us. Don't you know they were praying, God, send us help. God, make a way. And when he gets there, instead of saying, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm so thankful you're here. Their first reaction was they were terrified. And then look at this. And they cried out, it's a ghost. And they were covered in their fear. What was happening here? Let me help you with something right now. Do you know that fear will blind us to the presence of God? Do you know that you're praying, God, help me. God, come. God, step into this moment. But if we allow fear to overwhelm us and fear to lock us up and the waves of doubt to sink us, the presence of God is there and we're blinded to his presence, his nearness, his promise, because fear is literally overcoming our life. You know, maybe they didn't recognize him. I want you to get this. We need to get this in this moment we're in. We need to realize God is with us in these out of nowhere moments. He had never come to them before walking on water. They were encountering God's presence in a way they'd never seen before. They were seeing Jesus come to them in a fashion that they'd never seen before. Isn't it strange that we hold on to our plans so tightly that we have our own preconceived ideas, that we want to fit God into our tiny little human-sized box, that when he comes as an answer to prayer, we may not even recognize him. We may not even recognize he is there because he came in a new way, because he came in a different way. Do you know what we're learning during the coronavirus? We're learning in this out-of-nowhere moment that God's bigger than the moment, that God can do something in your life right now he's never done before. Instead of holding on to your plans and stubbornly saying, if he's going to do it, he's got to do it this way. If health is going to come, it has to come this way. Why don't we just let go of our plans? Why don't we take hold of what God is doing? If he wants to walk on the water this time, then come on, Lord. If you want to come in a fresh way, then come help us, God. Let's refuse to let fear blind us. Let's refuse to let our preconceived ideas limit us. I believe that Jesus is with us right here in this moment. And if we recognize him, help is on the way. Do you know why? Because look at this. They, they said it, he, they cried out in fear. Verse 27 says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. 
Don't be afraid. Immediately. The moment you recognize he's with you. Come on, I want to challenge you. I feel very strongly directed the Holy Spirit to speak to someone right now. You've been saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. God's forgotten me. God's not answering my prayer. God's not going to get me through this. I'm going to tell you, my friend, you need to stop that right now in the name of Jesus. You need to take hold of that moment. You need to recognize he's so close that when you call on him, immediately he is there. He's that close to you. I want you to begin to recognize right where you are in your home. In this moment, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, if you're with me live here on this Sunday morning or listening to it later, I want you to understand this moment was made possible by the love of God for you. And God wants you to know that if you'll cry out to him, if you'll let go of your plans and stop putting God in a box, if we'll stop letting fear blind us to the goodness of God immediately, you need to say that right now, say it immediately, immediately. He's so close to us in this crisis, this out of nowhere moment that when we call on him immediately, He's able to step in and to do something in our life. I love that. I am so thankful to say he's with us close enough that when we call on him immediately, help is there. But let's watch what happens. Look at this statement as we read this. Uh, Jesus, they, they crowd in fear, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. What does Jesus say to you and to me in the middle of a crisis? What is he saying in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic? What is he saying in the out of nowhere moment? Are you ready? Listen to these three things. He says, hey guys, take courage. Take courage. Do you know the word encourage means to infuse with courage. It means literally to get a courage inoculation. Do you know what Jesus is saying to you right now in this moment by his spirit, by his word? I'm going to put courage in your life. I'm going to release courage. So the first thing he says, take courage, receive courage from me. The next thing he says, it is I. He didn't say it is we. He doesn't need any help. He doesn't have to come with anyone else. If he's there, that's enough. It is I, the I am the mighty God. Take courage. He says, it is I, I'm here. I'm with you. I see the storm. I see the waves, but they're not bothering him. He's on them. Take courage. It is I. And then he said, Hey, don't be afraid. You have a choice. Make a choice. Don't be afraid. Make a different choice. I'm not going to let fear blind me to the presence of God. I'm not going to talk my way out of the favor and the peace of God. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And here's this moment that has been talked about, preached about, considered and debated. Watch the response of Peter. All right. Verse 28. Are you ready? Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me. To come to you on the water. What a moment. Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. A moment ago, they were crying out in fear. Didn't recognize Jesus. But the word of God in the middle of your storm. Man, I love that. When you get the word in the storm, if you receive this word in the middle of your storm, storms don't intimidate Jesus. Out of nowhere, moments do not intimidate him. A crisis is not a problem for him. Peter heard something. Come on, I want you to say right now, Lord, give me ears to hear. Lord, let me hear this. Let my spirit hear this. Let me get this. Take courage. It is I. 
Don't be afraid. Peter got that. Now we criticize him for his up and down moments, but let's look at this. He says, well, Lord, if it's you, let me come to you on the water. And you know, the Bible says, Jesus said to him one word. He said, come, come, Peter, come on. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. The three statements that Jesus made. The words of Jesus became so real to Peter in that moment that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the out of nowhere moment, the word of God became more real to him than the presence of that storm. In that moment, he was transfigured from a crying, running, fearful man and to a man with this boldness that said, Lord, I heard what you said. Lord, I get it. Lord, I see you. Lord, I hear you. I want to come to you. And everyone says, what's wrong with that man? Why did he say that? I believe faith literally caused Jesus to be more real to him than the storm that was around him. Hey, we don't deny the storm, but we see Jesus in the storm. We don't deny the coronavirus, but we see Jesus with us in the middle of this out of nowhere moment. And that's the plan. That's the plan for you today. That's the plan for me today. That we can so receive and encounter the word of God. That it becomes more real, more powerful, more strong than the crisis that we're walking through. And Peter responded with faith. He said, God, I want to come to you. It's those moments. That's what happened when you were born again. That's what happened when you were saved. You're walking through life. And you have all these cares. And you're burdened with your sin and maybe guilt and shame. But in a moment... You heard the word. You responded to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, the invitation to come to Jesus was more real to you than did you deserve it? Did you not deserve it? Could he forgive you? Has it been too long? Have you gone too far? It all faded away in that encounter with Jesus. That's what happened to Peter. And Jesus said, come on, let's walk. You know, it requires faith to crawl out of a boat. In the middle of a storm. And he made a great start. Let's look at this. So he, he said, Lord, if it's you, uh, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat. I'm, I, I just, I'm amazed at this. And he walked on the water. <laughs> I've never met anybody that's done that. I've met a lot of great believers and Christians. But come on. Peter walked on the water and came toward Jesus. He started great. Verse 30 says, but when he saw the wind... He was afraid and began to sink. So he cried out, Lord, save me. Things started well. Maybe you can relate to that. And why? Because his eyes are on the Lord. His heart's full of faith because he's heard the words of Jesus. But as he starts on his journey towards the Lord in the middle of this raging storm, the Bible says his focus changed. He began to look at the wind, the waves, and he began to consider the wind, and he began to look at himself, and he began to measure himself against the storm. Listen to me. He began to measure himself against the storm, and he said, I can't walk on water. I'm a human being. What am I doing? He lost his focus on Jesus because he never was walking on water. You can't walk on water. He was walking on trust. He was walking on faith, and when he got his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. The doubts 
began to overwhelm him. The waves began to swallow him. But I'm so thankful if you've ever been in that moment. Or maybe you feel now that you might be sinking. Let me tell you what verse 31 says. There's that word again. I love this. Immediately, 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 Jesus reached out his hand and he caught him. I have good news for you today. Keep walking to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him in the storm. You might feel like you're being overwhelmed, but he's there so close immediately to reach out his hand. Can I help you with something? He he said to him, watch this. He says, uh, Peter, as he caught him, he caught him first. He rescued him first. He brought him up out of the water first. And then he said, you know, Peter, I want to say something. Your faith's so small. Why did you doubt me? Can I tell you something? I want to help you today. I've heard faith uh, discussed and diagnosed and defined in so many ways. It's become an entity of itself. It's like a thing, like a force, like a power. But you know what the Greek really translates into English for the word faith is trust. Trust. Do you know what he was saying? Peter, why don't you trust me? See, faith can be an object. It's a goal. It's a thing we do. But trust is the byproduct of a relationship. Trust is the byproduct of a relationship. You don't have to work for trust. It becomes natural. You see, the more you walk with Jesus, the deeper the relationship, the closer you are with him, the more trust that comes. Trust can't be demanded. Trust comes out of relationship. Trust comes out of time. I want you to get this meaning. Jesus wasn't rebuking him. He was asking him a question. He says to him, hey, why is your faith so small? What he's, what he's really saying to him is that why do you trust me so little? The, the translation would be your faith is so undeveloped. Wow. Do you realize that you can be around church? You can be around the word. You can know about Jesus. You can have a head knowledge of Jesus. These disciples were walking with him. And he said, you know, Peter, to tell you the truth, your faith hasn't developed. You've been watching. Come on, listen to me. But you haven't been connecting. You've been hanging around, but you haven't trusted me. You haven't surrendered to me. You, you haven't given your life to me. He says the problem of sinking is that we just don't trust him enough we 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 are still relying on ourselves back and forth back and forth but he's rescuing him he's bringing him back now i want you to notice this because this is going to help us i'm bringing this to to an application here so so watch this verse 30 we read when he saw the wind he was afraid and began to sink and he cried out lord save me immediately jesus reached out his hand caught him and said hey peter why do you trust me so little Why is your faith yet so undeveloped? And he said, come on, let's go. Verse 32, and when they climbed into the boat. Wow, did you get that? We miss this so often. And when, listen, they, when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Do you realize, yes, Peter got out of the boat and began walking on water toward Jesus. And somewhere in the process, he began to look around at the storm and forgot who he was walking to in the moment, and he began to sink. But when he cried out, oh Lord, save me, immediately saved him. Aren't you thankful that Jesus is there to save us when we blow it? Instead of running away and letting us drown, he's right there. When he cried out, he saved me. But then we often end the story there. But the point is they climbed back into the boat. Wherever Peter was, On his journey walking to Jesus, however far he had gone, wherever he arrived at the point where he was sinking, from that point, after being rescued, after being given another chance, he and Jesus together walked back 
until they got into the boat. Now, here's what I want you to see. He gave him a second chance. Notice this. We read here. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And then they climbed into the boat. The wind died down. Now, watch this. What happened? He did not stop the storm to give him a second chance. I want to help you with something. God's about to turn something around. I want you to say that. It's my day for things to turn around. It's all about the shift in my life. I want to, I want you to see that this is, this is something we're learning. We're responding in this storm, in the middle of the storm. Jesus didn't stop the storm to bring him back to the boat. He did not steal the waves to give Peter a second chance. You see, Peter had fallen trying to have faith in the middle of his doubts in the storm. In the out of nowhere moment, Philip, or excuse me, Peter had lost his focus. But what I want you to see is that Jesus gave him a second chance. And literally, they walked back on water again, back to the boat and climbed in. And then the storm stopped. And then the waves went down. What point are you making, pastor? What are you saying? Here's what I want you to see. Jesus gave him a chance to deal with the storm one more time. The thing that had sunk him, the thing that had defeated him, the out of nowhere moment that had caused him to panic and lose focus. Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to give you a second chance. We're going to walk back on those waves. Watch this. Those waves that had defeated him, Jesus was going to let him defeat the waves. I want you to see a couple of passages. Jeremiah chapter 5 and verse 22. I want you to know that Jesus is in control of what's coming against your life. Jeremiah 5, 22, particularly the last sentence. But let's read it. Should you not fear me, declares the Lord? Should you not tremble in my presence? I made the sand a boundary for the sea. Come on, watch this. An everlasting barrier it cannot cross. Look at this last sentence. As you're dealing with the waves that sunk you, that put you down, that embarrassed you, that you thought you could never come back from. Are you ready? He's giving you a second chance. He's not going to put the waves away. He's going to let you conquer them now. Watch this. The waves may roll. But they cannot prevail. Come on, you need to say that right now. This storm is not going to prevail. The coronavirus is not going to prevail. The enemy is not going to win. You're about to make a comeback. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is not afraid of the waves. He's not afraid of the storm. And he's going to show you how to walk back on top of that thing that's always brought you down. What defeated you, you're about to defeat. What took your faith, you're about to stand on top of it. Jesus says, they will not prevail. Let's look at Psalm 93.3. Come on, I want you to get this. You should be ready to shout. You should be ready to rise up for something great. Look at this, Psalm 93.3. The seas have lifted up. The storm out of nowhere has been raging. Lord, the seas have lifted up their what voice? The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. They've lifted up their voice. One translation said the waves have begun to declare. Do you know what's happening? Those waves that defeated you. Come on, stay with me. Peter walked out and the waves defeated him. He was sinking. Jesus had to save him. But Jesus said, let's don't stop the storm yet. Come on, Peter. Let's take a walk back. And let's walk on those waves that had defeated you. Let's walk on the moment that destroyed you. Come on, let's walk 
together in the middle of this out of nowhere storm. And these waves that had beat you, that had destroyed you, that had pulled you down, these waves that were literally tearing you away from your purpose, we're going to turn them into a testimony. The waves are going to begin to be your praise. They're going to shout out, Jesus is greater. His presence is greater. I'm now walking on what defeated me. What had brought me down, I'm on top of. What had pulled me under, I'm on top of. He's going to give you a second chance. Your waves are going to praise God. Your doubts are going to have to turn into your testimony. You might say, I started sinking, but he lifted me up. The waves defeated me, but I defeated them. I lost the first round, but I won the second round. I lost the battle, but God won the war. I'm here to say we are going to see God's power right in the middle of these storms. Right in the middle of these out of nowhere moments. So what happens when you get back in the boat? You walk through the storm and God prevailed. And immediately he spared you before the enemy could ruin and drown your life. So what goes back into the boat with us? What do we carry out of these moments? What do we have to show? See, we're going to come through the coronavirus. We're going to defeat this in the name of Jesus. The church is going to be greater than it's ever been. Your faith is going to be stronger. What do I bring out of the out of nowhere moment with me back into the boat? What stays with me with this encounter with Jesus? Well, I can tell you several things. This is what we're going to bring with us. Number one, see, they had never had to trust Jesus with him in the storm. He was in the boat the first time and just calmed it. But now what did we learn? What did we learn? The ability to see Jesus in the storm. I don't have to wait for everything to get settled. I don't have to wait for the virus to be gone. I can see him in the storm. What else do we bring back in the boat with us? I can hear his voice in the storm where you used to feel alone and discouraged and by yourself and isolated. I hear his voice. In the middle of the storm. I see him with me. In the middle of the storm. I'm going to bring more trust with me back into the boat from this encounter. We're going to trust him more than we ever did before this coronavirus happened. We're going to have a relationship with him more deeper than we ever had before. Our faith is going to grow to another level. It's going to begin to develop. We're going to have a greater hunger for the presence of God. Come on. Don't you understand that because God prevails, we've got some things to bring out of this with us. We've got to be better. We must be stronger. We're bringing a greater hunger for God and his presence back. Now we're bringing a humility that accompanies our boldness. You know, Peter was pretty proud, wasn't he? Man, he was pretty bold. Come on, can I go walk on the water? And he came out of that boat and he was walking, but then he encountered his own weakness and realized it's one thing walking to Jesus, but man, it's another thing walking with him. He walked him back in the boat. You know what the Bible says? With man, it's impossible. With God, All things are possible. All things are possible. We are going to bring back out of this moment a humility that is wrapped in the boldness and the courage of God. You know what I believe we're going to bring out of this moment? A gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you've done. Thank you for walking with me. Could it be that what's going to come with us out of this storm, that we're going to rise up on the inside? Every one of us, you are, I am, the church is going to rise up. The church is going to rise up strong in faith and strong in prayer. Come on, the church is going to come out of the coronavirus, resurrected from the tomb of doubt, resurrected from the tomb of fear. Maybe we need to be resurrected from the tomb of comfort and convenience. What's happening? We're saying, you know what, Lord? I discovered that a lot of things I thought I needed, I don't need. What I need is you. What I need is your presence. What I need is to walk with you in this moment. We're going to bring some things 
out of this with us. And you know what else? We're going to leave some things behind. What may have been with us when we stepped out of that boat is not going to be with us when we come back. When we come out of this time, when we make it through this out of nowhere storm, when we find the presence of God, there's some things we're leaving behind. We're leaving behind a spirit of fear. Come on, renounce that right now. I will no longer live under a spirit of fear. The enemy threw everything he had at me and at my family and at our nation and at this earth. And God brought us through. The spirit of fear is broken. It's not coming with us as we come out of this time. Doubt is going to be broken. Instability is going to be broken. We're leaving it behind. Uh, insecurity is going to be left behind. Guilt and shame is left behind. Oh, pastor, I, I see, I, I feel so guilty. I was sinking. I, I feel ashamed I didn't make it. Forget that. He put his arm around you. Immediately he was there. We're leaving guilt and shame behind us. It's not coming through with us. On the other side of this, apathy is not coming through. We'll never be apathetic again. Self-centeredness, living our life like it's all about me. No, we're leaving that behind. We're coming out better. We're coming out stronger. We're, we're going to leave prayerlessness behind us. Undeveloped faith and trust. In fact, there's some things we've taken for granted. And we're going to leave those behind. We're going to shift out of that moment. You know, a lot of us have been taking for granted the wonderful privilege of joining together and going to church and worshiping together. You know, a generation ago, I just need to be honest with you, there's some things we've taken for granted. A generation ago, nobody ever got up on Sunday morning and said, are we going to go to church? Believers didn't do that. It wasn't an issue. It wasn't a debate. Now going to your church is a choice like anything else. Where are we going to sit on the patio and drink coffee? Are we going to go play golf? Are we going to sit down and watch TV? Or are we going to go to church? Which one is it? I want to tell you something. We've taken assembling ourselves together for granted. And I believe right now there's going to be an army of people that come out of this and say, I'll never take that for granted again. I can't wait to worship with my family. I can't wait to get in the presence of God. I can't wait to get in worship. Oh, we're having a powerful moment now. But I'm going to tell you, when we get together, the body of Christ coming together, there's some things we took for granted that we're not going to take for granted anymore. But there's someone watching me right now. And this whole moment was created for you. Because as believers are learning how to respond. And people are learning how to see and hear Jesus in the midst of the storm. And overcome what, what once defeated him. And walk on the waves instead of drowning. There's someone I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to you. Yes, you right now. And you see, what's happened is that you were walking with Jesus. Things were going well. You were moving towards him. But a storm came in life. An unexpected storm. An unplanned moment. Maybe you went through a disappointment. A divorce. A misunderstanding. You became discouraged. A prayer wasn't answered the way you thought it would be. And you've been sinking. You've been sinking. And while you're drowning in that dark moment. You lost your way in the middle of a storm. You hadn't planned that. When you gave your heart to Jesus originally, you never planned on walking away. See, he's not going to leave you, but you can reject him. And you never meant to do that. You never planned to do that. But the storm caught you. The unbelief overwhelmed you. The moment was too big. And you've been sinking. And in your ears, Satan has been screaming, you're down too far. You've been away too long. It's too late for you. There's no way back. But you know what Peter found out? At his lowest moment, in the middle of the worst storm, when he just said, Lord, save me, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand. Do you know right now, 
God created this moment. It was paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Do you know that God directed me, directed this moment, put this all together so that right now, you sitting there thinking it's too late and it's over and it can never be the same. All you have to do is say, Lord, save me. Lord, give me one more chance. Lord, bring me out of this storm. Lord, bring me out of the dark. Bring me back in the boat. Take me home. And immediately, Jesus is there. My friend, I want you to know something. You're not beyond his reach. He wants to take your life and turn it around. The things that brought you down, the storms that sunk you are going to be something he brings you on top of. Instead of you living the rest of your life in guilt or fear or shame, it's going to become a testimony. Look what God has done. Look where he's brought me from. I want you to pray with me right now. I'm going to pray another prayer in a moment for others. But I sense the Holy Spirit reaching right into your life right now. You thought it was too late. It was over. I'm sunk. I'm proud. It's your resurrection day. You're coming out of that tomb today. I want you to say it with me right now. Say it with me out loud right where you are. Lord, save me. Come on, say it again. Lord, save me. One more time. Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus is reaching his hand to you right now. What do I do, Pastor? Just say, thank you, Lord. Lord, save me. Forgive me. I got lost. Forgive me for wandering. Bring me home. Change my life. Come live in my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. God, I give my life to you right now. We have pastors live ready to pray with you. Would you message us right now? Would you respond to us? Would you text us? Would Right now, we're here to pray with you. We're here to connect with you. Come on. You prayed that prayer. You right now, you're feeling that burden lift off your life right now, right where you are. You know you're coming up out of those waves. And Jesus is not away from you. He's with you. He's bringing you back together. He's changing your life. Man, what a moment. I sense that happening in multiple places right now. I literally, by, by His Spirit, I can almost see faces. I, I just see many, many, many places where people are coming. I see you weeping. I, I, I see you shaking your head. I, I see you saying, oh God. But He's right there. And I'm so thankful. Just respond to Him right now. It's your new beginning. It's your new beginning. It's the day you thought may never come. It's what we learned. When this storm came out of nowhere, the devil wanted to steal, kill, and destroy. And instead of that, Jesus rode right into the storm and saved your life today. In Jesus' name, get in touch with us. Church family, Christian friends, family of God, I want to encourage you today. God's with us in the storm. He's with us in the storm. Maybe you'd like for him to be in the boat, but this time he's going to come walking on the water. This time our faith is going to grow. This time we're going to trust him like we never have before. This time we're going to let go of some things that we didn't need anyway. This time we're going to bring some new things in this next season. I bless you with health in the name of Jesus. I declare healing is yours today in the mighty name of Jesus. I agree with you for your family that you're praying for. I agree with you in this moment. That person, I I sense as you call someone on the phone today and they were telling you about their illness in Jesus' name. We declare healing right there in Jesus' name. Your job, your finances, your security, it's in Jesus Christ. He'll make a way when there's no way. He'll come to you on the waves of the storm. And instead of you losing your job and losing your home and losing your career, you're about to have a testimony how God kept it intact. And it's greater than it ever was. I pray protection and favor and blessing and provision 
over you today. Church family, family of God, friends that are with us today, we're one week closer to the virus becoming a victory. We are learning how to respond to the Lord in the out-of-nowhere moments. And I'm going to tell you something. You and I are going to walk more closely with Jesus than we ever have before. We're going to be stronger. We're going to love Him more. Our lives are going to be transformed. We're going to take this moment and allow God to bring good and great things. God bless you guys. I love you. Remember, we're here right now with you live in this moment to pray with you, to help you, to connect with you. Please let us do that. I love you. God bless you. Join us when we're online and let's continue to walk this great season out together in Jesus name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.